following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. First down. Hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it in for the touchdown. It's another edition of Talking Cowboys here from Oxnard, California, as we continue on training camp. Guys, this is episode number five already for us here in California. We've got plenty more to go as we are right around that halfway point of our stay on the West Coast. We've got Rob Phillips. We've got the legend, Mr. Mickey Spagnola. <laughs> I'm Kyle Yeomans. Why, why, why the laugh? I've just never heard him call the legend by you. That was great. Well, well, maybe you need to start. I didn't disagree. <laughs> I've just never heard that as your as your moniker. I, I usually call the great Rob Phillips or Cowboys insider Rob Phillips. Isaiah is usually Super Bowl champion. I mean, and then Heckma's professional football analyst. So I have Mickey in there with I legendary mean, Mickey Spagnola. Hall of Fame's in like three days. Is something we don't know about? Are you getting a Hall of Fame? <laughs> you getting a jacket? Getting inducted? Yeah. yeah, I'm probably a little bit away from that. Just a little bit, yeah. I think. Maybe a tad. But about from here to Canton. He is a oh, legend. He is a legend. Uh, we had a great weekend, I think, here in Oxnard. The Cowboys in general, they had great crowds on hand. I mean, my gosh, the fans showed out in all sorts of groves out here in, in California. And then uh, the weather was fantastic. But I think most importantly, we had some good practices along the way as well, both Saturday and Sunday, wrapping up a span of five practices in six days. Rob, what stuck out to you of, of what you saw over the weekend? And uh, what were some of the positives you took out of it? I thought there was good competition on both sides. I mean, when we had the show a few days ago, the topic was how the defense was dominating. Mm -hmm. And I, I thought the Without Dak, you know, he's still not throwing in these practices. There are some steps forward from the offense. I think you're seeing some nice connections with Garrett Gilbert and his receivers. Uh, but I still think the defense is, is active out there. The communication seems good. And I think we've all been impressed with how the defensive line has consistently gotten pressure in these practices. Now they are padded. Mickey brings up a good point that there really isn't a huge threat of the run in some of these drills, so that can help guys get up the field and feel better about rushing, but I think it's been competitive on both sides. It sure would be nice to get Dak back in here, though. I think Dak, coupled with some other injuries on the offensive side, does make it difficult for the offense against this first-team defense right now. You're missing some receivers. Blake Jarwin not in full teamwork right now. Tyron Smith's been held out lately so of some team drills for a day or two. So not at full strength, and that's something Mike McCarthy's trying to juggle with this game coming up, Mick. So let's start here. You mentioned the crowd. Yes. I found out that they capped the attendance at 2,500. Wow. So pretty the good. Other, other day when I told you I saw 112 cars lined yeah. up to ready to get in. Those people knew they better get in here early. <laughs> get in so, quick. So my, my PSA for Saturday coming up with the practice against the Rams, Oh yeah. if you plan on wanting to watch that, you better get here early. I think this practice starts at 3. They probably don't start letting people in until 2. Uh, but they, I, I thought they were counting cars. They're counting heads in the car. Oh. So 2,500, they wow. capped it, and they closed it on – uh, they were going to have to close it on Saturday. And I would imagine yesterday wasn't much different since you mentioned uh, the crowd. Mm -hmm. The weather the last two days, this is paradise, right? Yeah, no doubt. We wake up, it's 57 degrees, uh, and then it levels off at 72, and there ain't a cloud in the sky. Mm -hmm. I noticed the other day on my, my bike ride, I could see the Channel Islands on the horizon, in the, in, and they haven't been showing up because of the cloud cover, right? Yeah. It's gorgeous. And... As for practice, um, <laughs> I thought that, uh, yeah, like Rob said, the competition, I, th I think, really ramped up. Uh, with the players knowing, you know, was, was it three days in a row in pads? So, I or two. Was Four. It, two. it, it was what? three days. Three, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and so, yeah, I think things ramped up. But that was good. Um, you know, we talked about some of the stuff Stephen told us uh, late in the week, and I finally found my notes here. And, you know, he said there's 60, 65 guys that could make the 53, and mm -hmm. that's a good thing uh, when you're starting to see that type of competition. Uh, after that first day uh, that the backup quarterbacks took over for Dak, 
I think these last two practices, I think we saw the ball go down the field a little bit more. Yes. It wasn't as much of the check down to the tight ends the quarter, uh, and the running backs. Uh, they actually threw the ball down the field. But, again, they got to see things, right? And, you know, with um, Garrett Gilbert working with the first team, I think the more he, he worked, the better he got by uh, Sunday. Uh, so, yeah, I thought that was encouraging. The defense continues uh, to make plays, and uh, that's encouraging. And they seem organized, as I keep saying. And I, I think uh, you can, you know, give, uh, give Dan Quinn a, mm-hmm. a fist bump, uh, along with George Edwards and Joe Witt uh, Jr., uh, the new coaches that, that came in here. I think those guys are, are doing a, a, a really nice job with the defense. All three quarterbacks made some plays yesterday. Yep. Um, down to Ben DiNucci, converted a fourth down in a situational team drill and almost converted another rolling to his left, and I think it was a drop pass in the last play of practice. Land the tight end. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, DiNucci makes some plays too. That's important for him going into this game because he's going to probably get some opportunities to play, I would think. Um, but for Garrett Gilbert, it does help when you can just throw it up to number 88, man. My God. He's every, been so incredible. Every day it's something. You know, and it's almost, it's it's like that back left corner of the end zone. That's like his real estate. You know, he's constantly making plays on the ball in those jump ball situations. He's been fantastic. I don't know how you could name anybody else as the best player in camp so far in terms of wow plays and just I, they can't guys can't cover him. I, I, I he cannot be covered in these practices right now. And if it wasn't for him, that award might go to Trayvon Diggs. As Diggs well. will be. Played, Diggs, right? Diggs, Diggs will. We'll get some wins here and there, but but but, but it's CD beats him on crazy stuff he, like that. Yes, he was in his grill on that jump ball. Yeah, that, there could no have been way better coverage, that, right? And somebody asked me what what well, the guys on the fan just asked me what separates CD Lamb for, for the previous 88s, and I said it's his catch radius. He catches balls that should not be caught, right? Michael Irvin, Des Bryant. Uh, you know, those guys ran good routes, and they got themselves open with their physicality uh, and their route running. Not all the time Des, but for sure Michael. Uh, but with this guy, he runs good routes, but he has more speed, and he catches balls he has no right catching, right? Uh, Michael was lucky because when Troy threw a pass to him, it split the eights, right, all the time. Mm-hmm. He didn't have to go, you know, lunging or diving, uh, this guy, you know, whatever it takes to catch the ball, he can do it, and it's it's just rather remarkable. So I do need to add to that, and yet you're right, because I think you should feel good about Trayvon Diggs in, based on these yes, practices yes, yes. because his coverage in a lot of times has been really tight, and he's gotten a couple wins. But, yeah, some of the great fantastic plays we're seeing from CeeDee Lamb are because he's draped all over him, and he's mm-hmm. just got to high point the football and go get it. And it's been really impressive so far. It has been impressive, and it kind of reminds me, every time he makes a play like that, it throws me back to the Minnesota game last year where he made the diving catch in the end zone, kind of twisting his body backwards to yeah. reach out, stretch out, and make the grab. And it's it's like he does something that spectacular, or even more so. I mean, the one catch he had on the, the, the neighborhood field a couple days ago, might have been one of the best catches I've ever seen C.D. Lamb make, and that's saying something because it was probably the best catch I would have seen any other receiver make. He's, uh, hel- he's helped the training camp live ratings. He really oh, has. Yes. Oh, definitely he, so. he, he knows where the camera is, too. He'll come right at us. It's <laughs> Can, really nice. Thanks, C.D. Yeah, so, thank so, you very much. So Kyle's got the lingo down, the neighborhood field and the golf field. The golf field, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm trying. <laughs> it's my first, first time out here. i got to try that's, and step in with the, the coach lingo. Um, who took the biggest step forward? in practices this weekend? If you had to, to tab one guy, it, it could either be a position group or an individual. I'll make it that simple for you. Mickey, I'll let you start off. Anybody take that extra step this weekend? Well, if he had not, and I think it was a hamstring maybe, mm-hmm. not had to miss like a practice and a half, I thought Kelvin Joseph finally kind of showed up a couple days in a row uh, making plays. To, and to the fact that, when we talked to Stephen Jones the other day, the first person that he said uh, when they asked him, well, who's caught your eye? And he immediately says, uh, the, fat, the, the, the fat is kicking butt. <laughs> just, fat. Just, just fat. Just fat. Just fat. Yeah. And he met Kelvin Joseph uh, for his boss man fat moniker. Um, <laughs> whatever. 
but anyway, yeah, Stop. I thought he 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 took some steps forward. Although when he got back, I, I eh, it was okay. Uh, so yeah, I thought uh, I thought he did. Um, we mentioned the backup quarterbacks. I thought the more they played, and and that's the way it should be. The better. Uh, the better they they looked. Uh, Leighton Vanderesh has looked really well, mm-hmm. and, and that's a daily thing for two weeks now, or however long they've been practicing—a week and a half. Uh, he he's right on point. Micah Parsons, he's almost like CD. It's not as spectacular, but he's making plays. You notice they had him lined up at the linebacker spot uh, yesterday, and they had a run play. And he read the hole, I think, faster than the running back did. There oh. was a gap, right? Oh. And it wasn't a blitz, right? He read the hole, and it would have been a tackle for he about was, a three-yard loss. He was past the line of scrimmage when Cooper Rush handed the ball off yes. to Jaquan Hardy. It's I mean, like Hardy that, was the one it's that It's like that the, gap opened up. Oh, my gosh. You know, and Bill Jones made a good point uh, yesterday when we saw that. He goes, you know, with him playing running back, He's used to kind of from the other side reading where the daylight is. Mm-hmm. And he goes, and I think it helps him read the daylight the other way. the run. Yeah, because yeah, he jumped in that hole, and it was a gaping hole, and it wasn't designed that way for him to do that. No, Connor Williams made a really nice block in that play, kind of took his – I forgot who the defensive tackle was, but he took him out of the play, had a huge hole. The left tackle, I believe, was Brandon Knight. And he was off and to the left doing his own deal. And then all of a sudden, my good. Oh, no, it was Ty Inseki who was off to the left, kind of keeping so are somebody we, at are bay. We, are we allowed Bam. to uh, compliment uh, Connor Williams? We can, yes. Okay. Absolutely. <laughs> is because that allowed? All, all he does is get. He, he's beat up. been good. There's nothing that has said that at, he at should not be right. the left guard spot. That's right. Exactly. It's the fact that Connor McGovern's been really good. And it's like, okay, is he your backup or do you try and fit him in the lineup at all? But. I did want to ask, you You mentioned Leighton Vander Esch. You didn't say exactly what impressed you on what he has done, but what has impressed you about him? Just because the, I agree with just you. Just the fact that his coverage has been good, but he seems to be reading the ball really well from that weak side mm-hmm. and, and flowing to where the ball's flowing to. And that's his natural spot. That's where he should have always been. I don't know why they did what they did <laughs> last year. It didn't make sense because neither guy was in the position they, they should have been in. Uh, and, and I, I just think he's, he's really, really, uh, stepped up. Um, he was one of the guys that won one of the off season workout awards. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he talked about at the, remember Rob, at the end of the year, we're in the locker room uh, that last day. And he was like, I'm starting tomorrow. It's go time, uh, to start preparing for the season. And, um, he, he said, he's, you know, got with the nutritionists. Uh, look, wor- not worried, but working on his weight, make sure it stays stable. Um, I like the way he put this. He said, I've cut out sodas and I'm trying to limit alcohol. That a, that a guy, right? Yeah. He didn't want to say it completely. Can't Let, cut it out. Let's, I mean, I'm doing the same thing, right? <laughs> well, yeah. But, I mean, you got to <laughs> have really. cheat days, right? Sure. It's Some, easy to limit out here. <laughs> <laughs> Some names for me. Osa Digizua. With that second team D line, great name has been very active in these practices. Carlos Watkins with the first team has stood out to me in terms of his activity on the defensive line. Keanu Neal had a really good day yesterday in coverage at the linebacker position, had an interception in a scramble drill, and was productive. Um, Maurice Kennedy continues to be one of the best corners in camp based on our eyes, what we're seeing on the field. Got another pick on a play where Leighton Vander Esch blitzes. And they bring the house, and Garrett Gilbert just kind of chucks it up. And, you know, not a good throw, and he picks it off again. So I I think all those guys have been impressive. I I thought Zeke had a couple really good runs yesterday, too, in team drills. And it's hard to really evaluate running backs in these practices. And Zeke is, you know, he's probably overlooked in what he's doing out here. He's looked, he has looked explosive, and it helps to run behind. Zach Martin and Lyle Collins when My they're gosh. both taking reps and team drills that 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 helps too, but he's he had he talked early in camp about his short area quickness and he does look a little more slippery out here, mm. um, so I think he's off to a good start as well. I'll tell you on that one run I can't remember if we were doing training camp live or we were just I think we were just know, watching were we next to you mm-hmm. when he yeah. broke into he broke into the open and there was one guy back and he kind of tagged him up like that and I think I told Kyle. 
there was no way that guy wanted to make that tackle if mm, they were in mm. pads putting the guy on the ground because he would have <laughs> run his butt right over yep. with the momentum he had going on that one run that you talked about. Just little love taps here. He lowered his shoulder once a couple days ago and said, just checking. It's against Kennedy. Yeah, just, just what's under the hood a little bit. You know? Well, and you said it was second nature. You said, it, I've played football since I was eight years old. It's a normal thing. It's second nature to get those pads on and feel that physicality. But I think that you made a great point on that, Rob, because we've talked a lot about the defensive line and the improvements that the defensive line has made. And, oh, my gosh, they're getting pressure on every single play. Zach Martin has been very limited. I mean, he's been put in on different occasions. He's been held out on a lot of occasions. Yesterday, during those two runs, back-to-back plays with Collins and Zach Martin right next to each other, Tyler Biotish at center, I mean, it was about as open as a hole as you could possibly get. Twice. Twice in a row. Back-to-back plays. And I would have called the plays to the right, too. Yes. Oh, yeah. Well, that was the thing. Is The first play was like, oh, that was a nice run by Zeke. I wonder who was on the offensive line. Oh, yep, there's Zach. Uh, they went. They ran to the right, and there was a gigantic hole. That looked like a Zach Martin hole. Was he out there? Oh, there he is. And a lot of times going left, so with Tyron out with the tendonitis a mm-hmm. little bit, he didn't do everything. No. You you you, you finally had uh, Ty Naseki back at left tackle with the first team, and then G- McGovern was playing in place of uh, of Zach when Zach mm-hmm. was, or when uh, uh, who. Uh, who am I missing? Yeah, Zach, Zach wasn't in there right. the whole time. But, They've mixed but, in McGovern a right, little bit. Because yeah. he was at left guard some, too. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, uh, I'd go right also, by the way. And <laughs> and it was good to see Naseki back in there. He missed practice the day before. Uh, not sure why. You know, whatever it was, it didn't linger, right? I don't know if he needed a veteran day or what. But uh, uh, Do you, you still know, feel the same about he him? He needs to be. I think he's been okay. Okay. I, 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 there, there are sometimes it's like, oh. uh, and then the competition kind of went down because Josh Ball, I think, had a ankle mm-hmm. and and he missed like a day and a half. He went out there yesterday, uh, and Terrence Steele keeps hanging in there. You know, he's been playing both sides. The guy, the guy's like, you know, <clears throat> you get lint on your shoulder and you can't get it off. And he's like he attaches in there, and you know, and he's kind of hanging in there. Was he was he good last year? I don't even know if he was average, uh, but he's working hard, and it's gonna be interesting to see if his struggles last year as an undrafted rookie, uh, you know, helped him out, and and maybe he's a little better this year. Even even with you saying that, and you saying I don't even know if he was good last year, I would say no, he was not good last year. I mean, the numbers showed it, the film showed it. He got better as the year got along, though, and he's better now than I think he was last year. Yes. By a good margin. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how you can't get better with starting an entire season as a rookie. Even, <laughs> if, you t- even if you take That's your fair. lumps, you know, it should, it should make you better, just the reps. That's what every player needs. I would say of the guys that are competing for that job. The swing tackle job. The swing, the swing tackle job. If you're hoping to just plug in one guy to fill that spot if an injury were to happen – instead of, like we've talked about, change out two spots and move Zach Martin out to tackle or something, you would think Ty Naseki could give you the best chance to do that because of his experience. Mm-hmm. I think he's 36 years old. He's been a backup tackle for years in Washington, and he's actually done a nice job in the past against the Cowboys. You would think he could probably have a handle on that job with a strong training camp. But they do have young tackles there that they want to see. We mentioned Terrence Steele. Josh Ball I did, did not practice yesterday. Did not. Um, but they think he's got traits to be a left or right tackle in this league. It's just how quickly can he get there? Yeah, and he needs to pick it up because all those guys aren't going to make it on this offensive no. line. Somebody's going to you know, end up on the practice squad. Uh, so he p- needs to pick it up. And I can't give you as encouraging news at backup center. Uh, that's still uh, still a Connor work Williams. in progress. And, progress and right Joe now. Looney is on another football team now. You know, yep. not Joe Looney won't be here for now. No. Yeah. He, <laughs> JGZ went after him and got Yes, him. he's a New York Giant. He might have heard Kellen say that the other day. <laughs> and said, oh, if we need Joe, we better sign him right yeah. away. You know? Jason's sitting up in his coach's office in, in the Meadowlands, and he's just on his phone or, or on DallasCowboys.com. Sees Kellen Moore say that, and he says, oh, wait, well, I need to give Joe a call. He knows to listen to talking Cowboys. That's true. Good luck to Joe Looney in the future, by the way. We love ourselves some Joe Looney. Okay, let's step aside. When we come back, we've got some good 
good questions for fans on the, the 50. Judge of that. I oh, think they're man. good because they're about the Hall of Fame game. We've got some other ones sprinkled in. How about that? We're going to answer some questions when we come back with more Talking Cowboys from Oxnard. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I do deserve that. You deserve decadent flavor without sugar. And a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere. And a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. The zero you deserve is finally here. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. There's nothing as unique as our eyes, which is why Essilor pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision, Essential Blue for protection, and Crizal for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more. Do more. Essilor. Back to Talking Cowboys. Whether you're watching from home or cheering in the stands with Essilor lenses, you can see every exciting play. Book an appointment at your local Essilor experts and see what Essilor can do for you. See more. Do more. Essilor here on Talking Cowboys. The fifth episode from Oxnard, Mickey Spagnola. Got the great Rob Phillips. And the legend. Well, I already said, wait, wait. To my left. Which one? I said Mickey first. You did? I did. Man, I need more sleep. It's okay. Okay. It was a good try. Yeah. I mean, you had you had a good first segment. Yeah, thank you. I, I'm off to a rough start here. It's fine. It's I'll fine. I'll start out of the blocks. I'm, I'm Kyle Yeomans, by the way. If you want to call me a legend, you can, but I don't think I'm at that status yet. Um, we got some fans on the 50 questions. Let's hit that sounder, Mr. Chris Beam. Fans on the 50. As always, Beamer doing great work in the back. William Boykin's also in the house as well. All right, this first question comes from Ernie. It's about the Hall of Fame game. Give me one player on offense and defense who would most benefit from a strong performance in that Hall of Fame game. Uh, defense? Yeah. Sure. The first one that jumped to my mind is Luke Gifford. I think he's made a impression at the backup linebacker spots, and I think that he we will get to see a whole lot of him. So I think uh, I'm going to go with Luke Gifford on defense. Offense? Somebody who ends up playing that backup center spot, and it might be Forniak, mm-hmm. um, can help themselves quite a bit uh, if they get the snaps right and do a good job blocking. Okay. that's Those are two really good ones. Uh, offense, I will go with Simi Fajoko. Perfect. Because we've seen some other receivers kind of, in our eyes, again, elevate in these practices. We've talked about Malik Turner. Uh, Os- Osiris. Yep. Osiris Mitchell mm-hmm. had a really good day. That's who I was going to say. Okay. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. No. Go, go for go it. Talk about him. I was going to say Osiris Mitchell to me is a better receiver than Simi Fajoko, and I said that even last year. I thought I thought Mitchell was a, a fifth round receiver last year. Yeah. And Fajoko I had as like a six or seven. So to me, Mitchell needs to come out and not have a great day, not just a great day receiving, I should say, because he needs to have a good day receiving. He needs to show he's as good of a special teams player or a better special teams player than Fajoko if he has any remote spot to, to make this team. Because Fajoko has the fifth round at, at 
I guess, advantage, advantage of yeah. being a draft pick at, over a guy like Mitchell. Okay, here's the deal with, with uh, Mitchell. Mm-hmm. And then the same thing with Turner. Okay? okay? One day we see Turner. The next day, where's Turner? One day we see Mitchell. Now, can he continue that? Correct. Right? He's got to be can consistent. Can do it two or three days in a row? I feel like Turner's been consistent, though. He's had a pretty he good game. He was camp. good yesterday, right? The day before, wasn't it Turner? Well, that's what I'm saying. Turner yeah. has been consistent. Well, it seems like one day, one day, one day, right? you got to do it back-to-back days. You can't just mm-hmm. flash. And so that's why when you ask the question, this game's really important for the lights come on and you better be ready to go. Who was Show the wide out. receiver that really played well? He was undrafted rookie. Played well in camp. Andy Jones. No, no. Uh, he, that's, that was one example. Lance, <laughs> Lance Lenore. Lance Lenore, and John Bay Johnson. The, the lights came on, and all of a sudden he's dropping passes and he's disappearing, yeah. dropping punts. Mm. And it's like, oh, where's the guy I saw in practice? So got to perform when the lights come on, especially guys that are on the fringe uh, in, in the preseason games. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Defensively, how about Jabril Cox at the linebacker position? Yes. I mean, you know, he's gotten some second, third team reps in there. But, I, you know, I, I'm not saying he's off to a, a rough start, but there are other linebackers that at least jump out at you during practice. And he, he, made, a, he made a nice play in coverage the other day. Um, but he, he needs the benefit of some of preseason reps. And, and I think one of his, his deals is as an off-the-ball linebacker, he's great in coverage, but he's got to show he can, he can be successful against the run. And now we're, seeing, we're going to see some live reps here on Thursday night. And, and for the sake of not being obvious men, Obviously, the other quarterbacks need to play well. Sure. But a lot of that will have to do with how well the whatever offensive line is playing that they put out in front of them. Yeah. Because sometimes, you know, if your offense, depending on how the Steelers are playing it, if your offensive line ain't holding up, that makes life very difficult on backup quarterbacks. No doubt. And the Steelers are going to bring a pretty ferocious front seven. No doubt about it. I'm not talking about the T.J. Watts because he's definitely not going to play in that game. I'm talking about some of the depth they have. They've got really good depth up front. And I think the, the front seven is going to be something that is going to challenge this offensive line. It's going to challenge this run game. And, and so I think some of those running backs need to be mentioned in there as well. Maybe a, a Jaquan Hardy, a Rico Dowdle, if they want to try and find their way onto this roster. Because like we've talked about before, taking a heavy assortment of defensive linemen and a heavy assortment of defensive backs are very much so in play whenever the roster cuts come down. So if you can trim down on two running backs, a fullback, instead of having three running backs and one of them being mostly special teams, that might be one of the places that they trim down later on. Uh, sticking with the defensive side and talking about those defensive backs, Jacob Rogers asks, over under two interceptions for the defense during the Hall of Fame game? It's a pretty good one. Over under? <laughs> Is that the guy from Oxnard that failed as a Cowboys offensive lineman? I don't, I don't think so. Jacob Rogers, wasn't that his no, name? No, he just says an avid Dallas Second Cowboys round fan. Second-round pick in 04? Yeah. From Oxnard, California? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, it's just a fun game, Mick. Over, under? Bar games, Mick. Let's go. They'll, they'll hit two. Okay, so you, you call it a wash. Yeah. Okay. Everybody gets their money back. <laughs> That's the way Mick gets it. I'll take the under. Maurice Kennedy gets a pick because every day he gets one, so he gets one Thursday night. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to say over just for fun, just to keep it different for everybody. So I know that doesn't answer your question very well, but – that's uh, that's at least one that we can we can talk about. We didn't mention the quarterbacks. I did. He did. Did you? Okay. All I, three. I, I said because it'll <laughs> depend on what kind of protection they get. Yeah. Yeah. They're at the mercy of their offensive line, and we can guess what the offensive line looks like. But you know, if the starters aren't out there, oh my. I, I, Danucci in particular. Yes. Like has to have it's good. close to his hometown, but actually he'll be like ready, like actually have a chance to prepare to play uh, more than a couple days like he did against Philly last year. So I you know, people I think some people want to write him off based off of that game. We'll see. He's gonna have an opportunity. And he does make some plays out here on occasion when, when he's asked to, to lead the team in a, in a situational drill. So we'll see what happens. He, the one yesterday, we've already brought it up, about the, the Artavius Lynn drop in the back of the end zone, that was a fantastic play from Danucci to extend out of the pocket, set his feet, and he made a really nice throw to an open receiver, and then Lynn just 
kind of fumbled the ball. I mean, yeah. didn't even fumble the ball. He just dropped it. So, I don't know. Uh, I, I agree with you. I was never wanting to write him off after the Philadelphia game, but he has had a really rough camp. I'm yeah. talking about media. I'm, well, I know. But, yeah. like, in general, he's got to have a good preseason. Well, yeah, I mean, he's, if not, he, he's not going to be around. He's not getting a lot of reps. You know, even even with Dak out, he's not True. getting a ton of reps. And, and yeah. But it, that's, a, that's a telltale sign, though. Sure. No, I mean, if he makes this team, he's going to make this team as, as strictly, an, again, a developmental guy. Yeah. You know, but he's yeah, he's got to show something in preseason, no question about it. Only if they don't find another quarterback to bring in. Only what? If they bring in a veteran backup, do yeah. they keep Gilbert or would they keep Danucci as the third guy? It's a great question. Ooh, that is a very good question. That's preseason will tell the tale. Yep. Because Gilbert's got to have a have a good preseason as well. Okay, I see what you guys are but saying. But if you if you got a backup that has experience, then maybe you look at Danucci as. All right, this is a deve- my third guy should be a developmental guy. Sure. Right? And Gilbert doesn't fit that mold as a 30-year-old guy. Neither does Cooper Rush at this point. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. I think Gilbert is that's without I mean so Danucci, doesn't even, that doesn't even to go with, without saying that he need, he's competing against every quarterback in the country. That yeah. that's that could that could conceivably come in here and be a number 2 guy. Danucci needs to show that he's worth keeping as a developmental guy. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Sort of the same boat that the, the Clayton Thorson was mm-hmm. in. Um, why do I keep forgetting Stephen McGee? You yep. know, that type of guy. Yep. Not the immediate backup, but a guy that might be my backup. Sort of probably the way they were looking at Dak when they drafted him. Very much know? so. He yeah. was hey, going to be the third guy. There was a time when Tony Romo was struggling right out on those practice fields, you know? Mm. And ooh. Is that the second time you've compared Ben DiNucci to I'm Tony Romo? I'm not making a direct comparison. Okay. I am not <laughs> doing that. But they both came from Division One AA or whatever. Romo, FCS. Yes, FCS. Romo now was Romo lower, was 1AA. Yeah. You know, and he was the – the Walter Payton Award winner for the best player in that division. Now yeah. you're starting to do it. You well, make, make a direct comparison. There, there <laughs> are comparisons. I mean, they are comparisons uh, on how they got here, yeah. right? Sure. And now what do you do after you're here? Because, you know, Romo's first, second year was pretty rough. Uh, and he doesn't make this team if they don't cut Quincy Carter right here in 2004. Mm. Exactly. And he said as much. It's interesting. On Deep Blue. Um, moving Should've on. Should have just asked me. I could have <laughs> saved you the time. Yeah, it's true. Oh, are you are you minimizing Deep Blue? Yeah. Is that what we're doing? That's no. kind of what it sounds okay. like. Yeah. All right. I just said you should have asked me. That's all. Well, well he Jake, put it on camera. Oh, gosh. <clears throat> Jake just asked Mick a question. Rob, you, you'll get a chance to answer this, too. But do you remember a period where the corner room was more deep slash competitive than it is now? terms of corner. Yeah, it's oh, probably man. it's probably been a while that they could go uh maybe and and we think mm-hmm. four or five from deep. what we've seen. Yeah, that they they can go four or five deep uh at this point. Um but again, so four we're, we're counting on four. I'm not sure who the fifth is. You know, if if it's if it's uh Diggs, Brown, Lewis. Lewis. Calvin Joseph. Okay. That's four, right? Kennedy. Kennedy. Five? We'll find out about that one. Five. Yeah. At the moment, and I would he say needs, yes. And he needs to, uh, and he needs to step up. And you know, the other guy that has moments at Deontay Burton, Burton, mm-hmm. uh, sometimes, um, and then you've got Nashawn Wright. But you know what? Since the pads come on. I don't think I've seen him touch a ball. He had a PBU yesterday. He did? Yeah. He did. Yeah. He definitely did. But you're right. I mean, he hasn't. Against Simi Fajoko. He hasn't flashed the way we saw in non-padded stuff. Right. I'm not sure what's what happened. He's a young guy. Yeah, I, mean, it's, I know. You know, I think everybody got real excited. And, and remember, I mean, he's, you know, I think the, the plan for him is just keep developing. Right. You know, I don't think they're expecting him to be so a So maybe going back to that guy, to question, maybe when you consider those other three guys, yeah, it's it, there's a lot of competition. Sure. Right. And it's good competition. It's not competition that, well, we're not anybody else, so somebody's got to make it. And, boy, I can take you back to the early 2000s. Oh, God. Some of the draft picks they missed on. Oh, yeah. it's just <laughs> – you know, it's like make you shake your head. Oh. 
Please don't take us back there. Okay. What about you, Rob? <laughs> I'm trying to think back like the last 10 years, and I I mean, I, I would say it's pretty good competition right now, especially the way Kelvin Joseph, when he's been out there, has, has picked it up, you know, because we didn't see him a lot in the offseason. So to me, he's kind of the X factor. If he mm. can push Anthony Brown, then all of a sudden we, we've, got, we've got some nice competition here because the other side is Trayvon Dick's job. That's his sure. job. So how, how does the rest of the group fill out? And, you know, Mike McCarthy spoke to the, the amount of cornerbacks you need uh, in today's NFL. It, it's, you know, I would say it's at least four or five that you can feel good about coming in and playing a football game. And we mentioned all those guys, and we didn't bring up Reggie Robinson. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, I think maybe Back to playing his normal position. Yeah. That maybe he needs uh, another year uh, on – on maybe practice squad um, to continue playing corner uh, and kind of in a developmental spot because I think that's where he's at right now. Mm-hmm. If Maurice Kennedy bumps him out, you know, I was looking at the, the safety position and I like the uh, Tyler Coyle. Sure. I Purdue. like him a lot, but I was sitting there going, if they keep the, all those veterans, and now bringing in Hooker as another DB, he, he may might be the, be odd the man guy out. that gets squeezed, mm-hmm. right? And, and that would also... be a shame because uh, I thought he had a chance to squeeze on uh, to the roster. Well, it's just tough because, I mean, they also drafted Kwamu also to, yes. to convert him to safety. So, it, it, you know. It, and in my I, opinion, Mukwamu is probably a better fit for that spot. Or what they need, because they need a center field safety, and right. Kwamu fits that role a little bit more than I think yeah, Tyler Coyle does. Yeah, maybe a box I think he guy. would be better in the box for yeah. sure. They've yeah. been putting him out at free. He hasn't really played a whole lot of box, but he would be better in the but box. But I see him going out there with the seconds at times. Yes, so, he has. So that's encouraging for well, him. And, and kind of along that same notes, they did a lot of shifting and a lot of mixing and matching in terms of first and second teams yesterday, and... I was surprised to see at least the first group out on the field, which were all ones. I mean, I went back and charted it, all ones along the way. And there was not Jordan Lewis in the slot. It was Maurice Kennedy. So you talked no, about – he went out. Lewis went out at times. I'm talking about ones. for the full one, first, second, third, fourth down team drill. It was Kennedy at the slot. And Lewis did go out with the ones. I, I agree. But like I said, they're mixing and matching. We just talked about Kelvin Joseph pushing Anthony Brown. Is there a chance that Maurice Kennedy pushes Jordan Lewis in the slot and maybe looks and challenges for that job? Well, if he does that, then some other guys ain't making the team because Lewis, with his his contract, mm-hmm. he he's on this team. Um, and 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 so yeah, I mean, I I guess you could keep him as a special teams guy and mm-hmm. mix and match as a dime type uh, slot guy. Uh, but that that's some interesting competition going on. And like I said, when he missed those couple days in a row, it's like, no, you better, better get back miss. out there. You better no. get back out there. And, and, and you know, it, it, the safety position is crowded, right, because of all the veterans. Mm-hmm. But every one of those guys they signed, including Malik Hooker, are on one-year deals. And nobody's got a contract that says they got to make the team, mm-hmm. right? And, and and I think Keanu Neal, however you want to look at him, he's the only one that got a little bit more than the minimum uh, signing bonus you can give a guy and keep him on that veteran exception. Mm-hmm. So these guys are expendable. Their, their signing bonus doesn't say they got to make the team. And, and that includes Hooker, by the way. And I don't know how long it's going to take for him to ramp up He's starting back to ramp up practice. a little bit more out there. But he's doing conditioning. No, I'm just saying, right? just yeah. trying to get back to football activities. Right. Uh, I bet he doesn't, you know, the soon as he gets back into practice is maybe next Tuesday. Yeah, you don't think he'll be in team drills or at least in fundamental drills tomorrow? No, I don't. I have not seen. Probably not team drills. but I mean, and, and tomorrow's practice is going to be getting ready for whoever's going to play against the Steelers. Sure. So we should get a better idea of who's playing and who's not who's out there that's not on the cards team because they're going to be trying to get him ready for what Pittsburgh does. And so if he's not practicing Tuesday, he's probably not playing against the Rams. Mm -mm. And then they have those two days off. So I think the soonest he gets back out there is the Tuesday Tuesday prior to the second preseason game. And, And we'll see if he does that. And if he doesn't get in 
until we get back to uh, the star, then, you know, okay, you better get going. Yeah, I mean, there's a chance, I guess, we could see him before we get back home. But, you know, they come back. If he's not practicing before this game, which, you know, the day before the, the, they leave for Canton, I doubt that's going to be a heavy practice anyway. No. Then you get back. That'll and then, be a walkthrough. Right? Yeah, and then you practice against the Rams when you get back. You want to throw them in for that? No. So, I mean, and then after that, you've only got a couple practices left. So, we'll see. Mickey's right. There, there are question marks at that position still. And, and we got to remember, we're only four padded practices into this thing. Yeah. And it's going to continue when we get back, not to mention the rest of the games. I will say DeMonte KZ, has, he's made some plays out here. Yes, he has. Um, and and I, I don't think there's any question that what – Donovan Wilson brought last year in terms of physicality and toughness. That's something Mike McCarthy wants on his defense. So I think he's going to play, and I would think he's a starter. We'll see. Um, but that free safety job, you know, depending on what Hooker can do when he gets in there, up for grabs as far as I'm concerned. I don't know if you can keep both Curse and Hooker. I don't think you can. I did a I did an exercise last night where I went through and – Put the I I cut down to the fifty three man what I would do personally and I I did not have both of those guys on the one roster. of them may have to go yeah and it might come down to you know I'm I'm assuming curse I thought when they first I mean I know he started some last year with Minnesota right Detroit with Detroit mm-hmm. okay so um, had the right division you did uh, but maybe you know I don't know that Hooker's going to play special teams. But maybe that guy has to play special teams and, 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 and be able to do some stuff. And I think Kirst, that's how he made his bones initially, was on special teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, that, that's going to be an interesting one to watch because bringing in Hooker kind of made the field a little bit crowded. And, we didn't, and, I had, and I assumed Donovan Wilson got one spot. Yeah, he's, yes. he's locked in. in and remember, opinion. you can always put Neal at one of those spots, too, yes, depending on how you use him at the linebacker spot. Mm-hmm. And it looks at linebacker, he's kind of a matchup guy in special uh, packages. But he's more of a box safety if he's a safety. Yeah. You know, the, yeah. The, the free safety spot where you're talking about more center field coverage, you know, it's you're looking at KZ and maybe Hooker can push him when he gets back out there. Mm-hmm. There were a couple plays yesterday where there were three – listed safeties out on the field and it was KZ Wilson and then you also had Curse out there too and Curse was kind of playing a little bit further up so I mean they're mixing and matching they're trying to figure out who fits best where I mean even Wilson was playing a bit of free safety in yesterday's practice as well so still lots to go uh I do have one more question uh any updates on Rondell Carter and Brent Urban how have they been mixing in and how have they been looking to you guys they've been mixing in Urban a lot more I saw him getting some reps with the first team yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, um, so that'll be uh, an interesting one to watch. Um, Carter's been mostly second team, mm-hmm. but you got to remember when Demarcus Lawrence gets back, then everybody else gets bumped, bumped down, right? Um, so yeah, because Basham's a starter. Basham right now. Yep. is working as a starter. Um, and and so and and then you got Armstrong, uh, and you start doing the numbers, and it's like, you know, where are you going to fit a extra guy in? So yeah, that's that's a crowded field right now for him. And Armstrong, we talked about it at practice yesterday. He is yeah. his pressure has been good mm-hmm. in these in these team drills. Um, Urban, yeah, we up until yesterday, I didn't really see. Many reps for him with the first group. It's been mostly Carlos Watkins working alongside Neville Gallimore inside. But they drafted him. I mean, I'm sorry, they signed him, I would say, specifically for his run defense. You look at some of his metrics where he's been in other spots, and he's, he can stop the run. He's got yeah. what they talk about with size and length. I mean, he's as big as Tyron Smith when you look at him out on the field. And, you know, so you would think he's, he's bigger gonna be, than Tyron Smith. Yeah. He's six foot seven. Yeah. So when, when, we, when we look at that defensive tackle spot, I think that's one reason why we haven't seen Tristan Hill out there. Mm-hmm. They placed him on pup, and in, if you watch him doing rehab, he's doing everything Demarcus Lawrence is doing. Sure, but I think they look at it as mm, that that defensive tackle spot's a crowded field right now, mm-hmm. and if we leave him on pup, then you know he's got six more weeks uh, before 
you know, he would be eligible to start practicing. And just hold maybe them. they just say, okay, we're putting them in our back pocket uh, to make sure we don't have to cut somebody that we don't want to cut. I do that with my IR spot in, in Rob and I's fantasy baseball <laughs> league all the time. Guy gets healthy. It's like, hey, I've got guys in my spot. i got to leave them there for a little bit. Man, some playoffs point. coming up. I've lost track of my oh, team. Dude, I'm, I catch I'm up. not even Somebody, close. Somebody's going to get hurt, and they'll open up a yeah, spot. Yeah, there's a spot that will be opened up later on. It's a nice little reserve pocket that you could keep Tristan Hill in and not rush him back from injury, too, because he's got to have a really good year if he's going to stick around. Um, former second-round pick. Okay. When we come back, Mickey wanted it. Mickey gets it. Do we have a kicker conundrum in Dallas? Do we have a punter problem in Dallas? We'll see when we come back. We're talking special teams when we return with more Talking Cowboys. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with United Ag and Turf. Before you can park yourself in front of the game, park yourself in a John Deere and power through your chores. Our Land Run package is a 1025R, 25-horsepower tractor with a loader, rotary cutter, and a box blade for $229 a month. And the price you see is the price you'll pay. No surprises. So don't miss another kickoff. Visit unitedagandturf.com. Offer ends February 1st, 2021. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Now let's get to work. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like, where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day, where we are all defined by one single thing, the star, where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. Back to Talking Cowboys. We are just 38 days away from kickoff of the 2021 NFL season. And, hey, guess what? We've got football every week from here on out until February. That's a good thing to celebrate. And because of that... You don't want to miss your chance to see the Cowboys at AT&T Stadium this season. A limited number of single-game standing room-only tickets are on sale now. Get yours today at DallasCowboys.com slash tickets. Jump on those tickets now because, hey, it's coming quickly, 38 days away. When you said see them, I thought it was another Essilor. <laughs> see more, do more? Yeah, because you got to have glasses to see the Cowboys. It's true, whether you're cheering, Isaiah too. cheering from home or listening or wait. I need to talk to Isaiah because. <laughs> He's I, our Essilor spot guy. I lost, I lost my top pair. Darn. I know. Good thing I had some backups. I'd have been in big trouble. Just come fill in one day or, like, just be the fifth voice on Talking Cowboys one right. day, and then we'll just send an email to Essilor. Look, look, I'm, he's on the show. That's right. I'm getting my appointment when I come back home. So you, you come are. with me. Oh, yeah. you're gonna, right, you guys going to gonna have a joint? All right. Oh, yeah. that's, wow, that's the cutest thing I've ever heard. All right. Uh, Rick and Rob, can't see. <laughs> Details next on Cowboys Daily. Oh, yes. gosh. He's Rob Phillips. He's Mickey Spagnola. I'm Kyle Yeomans. Having some fun today out in Oxnard. And Mickey, you wanted to talk about it. Kicker. Yeah. He was trying to Greg stir it up leg. at the press conference yesterday. Mike yeah, you were. Mike didn't want to have nothing <laughs> no, to do he with didn't. it, did he? He didn't want to talk about it at all. We have not seen Zerline kick one ball, not even off the – artificial holder right Mm -hmm. a little thing just go up there and boot it uh he's still rehabbing from his back surgery and i don't know if he had something else but uh the only two three kicks we've seen is uh, nice wander uh at the end of one of those competitive things Mm -hmm. Uh, i think he hit from like 24 and 35 and 
his 47-yarder that was going to decide the competition, hit the upright. It doinked off the left upright. And they ended up minus eight because of that because they didn't hit the field goal. Three attempts? That's all I've seen from, you? from Nice Wander in yes. one practice. Yep, that's in it. In one practice. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, when I asked Mike, you know, does it, at some point you need to see him kick, and his answer was, well, he's a veteran. Uh, and he says, and we've got a veteran holder and a veteran snapper. But maybe they're on their mock games or working together on, on any of that kicking. stuff. I don't know, but we haven't seen it. Uh, and, you know, you may have a veteran holder and a veteran snapper, but they haven't worked together. Nope. So, and we're assuming when he said that, the veteran holder has to be anger. Yeah, he can't yeah. be nice, Wander, right? he's not veteran. Nope. Yeah. Although yeah. he kicked, punted awfully well last year, and he held yes, awfully he well. Here's the quote from Mike McCarthy. First, he was asked about only it was three attempts in one one practice from Nice Wander so far. He said that's part of it. That's just part of the install. Uh, and then he was asked about Greg Zerline. Said he's on a time. That was your question. He said he's on a timeline. Uh, good thing about particularly the guys being hurt. There's a sense in talking to the staff that some of these guys we got to protect against themselves. Themselves, right? He went on to say, you know, got a veteran holder, a veteran snapper. He's plenty of time to get that right. He's not concerned about the operation. So, I mean, when camp started, they said every guy that's on pup, they don't feel like they're that far off. Mm-hmm. And Tristan, as we mentioned earlier, Tristan Hill is probably the furthest away. So, I think uh, Coach Fossil said early in camp too. He he thinks maybe Greg can get in there in preseason at some point. Don't so we'll you see, see maybe two games he needs to kick? At least one you would like to see, yeah, sure. get ready for the season. I mean, um, if yeah. you think about it, all these years uh, until Dan Bailey established himself as Dan Bailey, we'd sit here and spend half our time in, in, in training camp charting kicks, right? Yep. Yeah. Every one of them. And then Bailey has the bad year, and he was hurt. They bring him back the next year, and here we were charting his kicks. And then they did the surprise and let him go. Um, he ended up in Minnesota, uh, and, and now it's like, okay, can any of these other guys kick? And we haven't had to chart, you know, we hadn't have to go st- stand underneath the goalpost. And okay, nope. we'll decide if it's good or not. <laughs> <laughs> and and poor Henry, Henry had had a chance because that was his deal. He oh, raised gosh. his hands, you know. A hundred nice wander last year. Twenty six punts. He had a forty seven point two yards per punt average, and his long was fifty eight. He, he That's was pretty darn good. He was good. Those are he, good numbers. He was better than Chris Jones. Inside Chris, the 20 was there. Chris Jones had a nice run here as the punter. But what Nice Wander did in a limited, what, eight, ten games last year mm-hmm. was better than what we saw from Chris Jones, you know. Because he was before, hurt. Before his injury. But I would say even the year before. He I thought was from, hurt. He from, kicked through uh, okay. that. Okay. Yeah. It's true. From, I'm just saying from, strictly from a production standpoint, he was not bad last year filling in. But yeah. look. Brian Anger has 10 years of experience. Yeah, and, how did he fossils, last year, though? Well, I, I can look it up. His, his numbers, his career numbers are about in line with what Nice Wonder did last okay. year. And so All from right. an experience standpoint, that's obviously what Fossil wants. Oh, and, and also from a uh, knowing the special teams kick, uh, coach. Because we're, we're he, starting well, he to never, see. He never coached him. I mean, we're starting mm. to see. What, didn't he kick for the Rams? No, he didn't. Oh, okay. No, that was the long snapper. Oh, McQuaid. McQuaid. Yeah. Because it seems like Fossil has a pretty strong voice on who does the snapping, the kicking, and the punting. Okay, punting last year for Brian Anger, he had 54 punts, so about a twice as much as what Nice Wander had, 46.4, so a little bit less than that. And he had a long of 67, which was much longer than Nice Wander's 58. Yeah, and so the long very kind comparable. of messes up your average because I know you my did it once, stats. right? You know them punting stats. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> yeah, four years in Jacksonville, three years in Tampa Bay, and then two years in Houston now here with the Cowboys. And we really haven't seen any punting competition either, have we? No, we haven't seen any and the, no. they've usually used the jug machines and look, and, on. And, and, and here's returns. my here's my deal on McQuaid. You know, I I think the one practice they 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 snapped. They had the uh, the special teams out there, right? Mm-hmm. They snapped, but Nicewander didn't kick. He just went in there and swung his leg. Yes, right? you're right. So we saw McQuaid at least snap some. Well, 
I'm telling you, he's got to be perfect because one mistake could be one more than LP ever made <laughs> in in his career. Yeah, True. except for that snap infraction in Washington. Yeah, that no, was the only. BS. I know. I'm just trying to rally you up. And, um, and, and so we haven't we haven't seen him. You know, and maybe they're punting in practice. Maybe they're doing a lot of field goals. I mean, in mean mock games. Yeah, in mock games yeah, that we don't get to see. We're going to have to sneak in here. and We can't do that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was about to say, I don't think that's really allowed. But uh, Maybe uh, legends can get in there. You know, maybe maybe it's maybe legends. Maybe it's legendary Mickey Spagnuolo. I, can sneak I don't in. know. That didn't get me to listen to, to Dax car wash <laughs> interviews. <laughs> you were still out there, though, no, right? Oh, they kicked out. Oh, you got kicked out? They kicked everybody out, Mick. Don't feel bad. But I was the last one. That's about to say, out. probably there the only one. <laughs> I went up to Deucey and I said, Deuce, way to ask those questions because you're the only interview I got to hear. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, just keeping along with the, the special teams talk, who is untouchable from a st- special team standpoint so far? Because, of course, C.J. Goodwin was one of those guys in the past. Maurice Kennedy has come in and he has played – or is, he has a reputation of being a fantastic – special teams player is there anybody that is untouchable from that point Noah Brown okay now I wow. think Noah is one of the top four receivers well I know five but, but in addition to what he's done for years on yeah. special teams when healthy mm-hmm. yeah I think he's making this team uh wow. maybe Thompson Darian is there room they, for him but as Mick, when you a backup well, corner maybe because he is a good special teams player but you just talked about all that competition and I know safety. and Malik Turner Thompson, is a guy Thompson is huh Oh, Thompson is a safety. Good yeah, one's, yep. good one's yeah. the corner. Correct. Yeah. Malik Turner's a guy they, they, they brought in, you know, he formerly of Seattle and was more of a special teams guy there. Yes, wasn't, he was. wasn't active for a lot of games last year, but made the team as quote unquote wide receiver uh, because of his special teams. How many guys can you keep that have just kind of more of that role is the question. We need to bring John Fossil in to answer that's, that question. I mean, that's, it's, it's a but fair But Thompson, question. with all those safeties, and, and he, you know, I thought the year before when he came in and played safety, I thought he played well. Yeah. I thought this last year, maybe not so much when they had to bring him in. To, I think he started like seven or nine games last year at safety. Yeah. Uh, and it, it wasn't as good. Uh, so, yeah, when you asked the question about, you know, a special teams guy that might not that, – that, that safety position is getting pretty crowded. Yeah. I During my – like I said, my exercise that I did yesterday, I I think Thompson was one of those borderline guys. I think I kept him around, though. I don't have my sheet in front of me. I left it in the room. But I, I, I think I kept Thompson around basically just for special teams. Same thing with Noah Brown. And then C.J. Goodwin was also on that list as well. But – I think that that helps out guys like Maurice Kennedy. If he's going to make the team and he's going to be your fifth corner and he's one of the best special teams players you got, I think that's a d- double dip that you could possibly see happening, even though it is a crowded cornerback room. And, and, it, and it helps out Gifford because n- probably none of your other top linebackers. linebackers are playing special teams, right? Jalen's not. Layton's not. I would imagine Keanu Neal's not. Now, Parsons... I'd put him out there on special teams. Just because? Just because he's going to do something. (laughs) As a matter of fact, uh, my idea for him is he's the personal protector on punt because I snap in him the ball and let him run with it. Let him go a couple different times? That's right. Interesting. Because you got to remember last year. Nick uh, wants to play him at tight end in the red zone. Last year at Penn State. you know, they were going to use him as the kickoff returner if he had played. I've seen the head coach. Is it Franklin? Franklin. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw a quote from him saying, had had Micah Parsons played last year, we were going to let him return kicks. I wonder if that was facetious or not. No, I think I wonder if that was, was a little tug-in-cheek. No, I think he was absolutely <laughs> telling the truth. He's he's that kind of athlete. I mean, Yeah. I mean, you just see it out there, and and he. I don't know if he's even the best athlete at linebacker. They've got mm-hmm. some really good athletes at that position. I mean, Leighton Manner is just a terrific athlete. He's the best yeah, he athlete is. on the defense. There you think you go. so? Absolutely. Micah Parsons. Anybody else on that defense in high school run for two thousand yards? I. Or maybe? play defensive end? Maybe. Uh, Trayvon Diggs is a pretty terrific athlete. Randy Randy Gregory. Trayvon Diggs is a receiver playing corner now. Right. Go get the football. But do you remember that play when the before the pads came on, they did the scramble drill, and CD takes off from the line of scrimmage and ended up in the end zone, mm-hmm. and the guy that was right behind him was Micah Parsons. It's true. He and was they, right there. And they basically started at the same spot. 
best athlete on defense is that's a good question. Well, then if if Marcus Lawrence, yeah, I mean, D Long, yeah, no. If okay, I mean, <laughs> if you're having this conversation now, and it's even a debate that Michael Parsons is possibly the best de- or best athlete on your defense right this second, man, what is he going to look like after he gets some NFL off seasons in him? Think about this: the guy mm-hmm. ran a four three nine forty. Yes, he's fantastic. Two forty six. Any of them other guys going to run a four three five forty? Probably not. And if they do, they're doing it at two hundred and ten pounds. Bohanna. Boy, <laughs> that's good. Good athlete for his size. Hey, pound for pound, yes. yeah. might be the best might athlete. Be. Yeah. Might be. That's going to do it for us here on Talking Cowboys. Had a lot of fun. We covered a lot of ground, I feel like, throughout this episode. And we, we made use of those extra 15 minutes. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. We'll be back without our extra 15 minutes on Wednesday. Oh, well, maybe we do. I don't know if Coach is talking on Wednesday. He might. He may talk. Is Are you guys working on Wednesday? I don't know. You guys are William, Chris. Yeah. On Wednesday. Quickman's gonna be here. Yeah, he'll probably be gone, right? On Wednesday. Yeah. So he's Oh, I guess we're not working on Wednesday. Oh, well we'll be back after the Hall of Fame game, I guess. Well, we might just get on (laughs) Zoom and do a special one for you. Yeah, no, let's not try. Or we could take a nap. Yeah, let's not try and make any unnecessary work here. All right, but we'll see you next time at some point along down the road for here for Talking Cowboys, for Rob Phillips, the legendary Mickey Spagnola, I'm Kyle Yeomans, (laughs) for William Boykins and Chris Beam. We'll see you next time on Talking Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?